Hi, I'm Steve Thomas. This is Cacophony. Let's dive into some great music. But first, a warning. This episode contains music that's bleak and melancholy. There's a lot of folk in classical music. Over the course of many episodes of Cacophony, we've heard plenty, especially from Eastern Europe. Not least the last episode, with Vitislava Kapralova's Rustic Suite, and in fact numbered episode one, which featured Bella Bartok's Romanian dances. And one of the things that always strikes me is the contrast between the brilliance and exuberance and joy of these pieces, where being a peasant sounds like fun, to the deep melancholy that I think I hear in a lot of English folk music. This is perhaps not the best sell that one can give to Rafe Vaughan Williams's Norfolk Rhapsody, but it is really good, and it's our piece for today. So for English listeners, we're staying at home, and for me, it's going home. In January 1905, around the time Claude Debussy was finishing his masterpiece The Sea, La Mer, Away from the coast, if you recall, a couple of episodes back, Vaughan Williams visited Kings Lynn on the edge of Norfolk, a fishing town that peaked in the 1400s when it was England's third wealthiest port behind London and Southampton. It's also the town where I was born, and bizarrely, given what I've just told you, one of three places I've lived in England, the others being London and Southampton. I had no idea I was touring the major medieval ports. As Bella Bartok was doing in Eastern Europe, so Rafe Vaughan Williams was doing in East Anglia, collecting folk songs, aware of the rapid pace of change in historic communities and modernisation breaking up traditional industries, which might lead to their disappearance in a genre passed down through oral tradition. In a week-long visit to the Kingsley area, guided by the local vicar, he visited a pub frequented by the fishermen. Vaughan Williams would listen and write down the tunes and the variations on them that he heard. He collected just under 80 songs like this on this trip, about 800 in all through the country in his lifetime. And whilst he wasn't always that fussed about the words or who was singing, in this instance we know that he heard songs in the pub, back at their homes and in the local workhouse, sung by, among others, Robert Leatherday, Joe Anderson and James Carter. There's even a picture of Anderson and Carter with the vicar. I'll put it in the notes. I've just learned that their cable-knit jumper patterns were all unique to each fisherman, so that in the event of their drowning and their bodies being unrecognisable, they could still be identified, like a more warm and practical dog tag, as my wife puts it. It's a reminder of the harshness of fishing life, one that was also beset by poverty, and, as I've suggested at that time, uncertainty for the future. Maybe here's the answer to the bleakness. Five of the songs sung by Messrs Leatherday, Anderson and Carter made it into Vaughan Williams' Norfolk Rhapsody No. 1 the following year. There are also numbers two and three, but two was with John, and three got lost. It's a ten-minute piece for orchestra that conveys a wonderful sense of place and space. Very flat Norfolk, as Noel Coward famously observed, and that landscape, big skies, minimal features, can lend itself to bleak thoughts as much as the struggles of the fisherfolk. At least it did for me towards the end of my 18 years living there, 
but perhaps that was just being a teenager. Vaughan Williams captures this, let's call it spaciousness, at the beginning in slow, barely moving, mysterious music. Is that a bird we hear calling in the distance? Or a ship's foghorn? Or perhaps it could be both. The first tune emerges on a solo viola, The Captain's Apprentice, and the text, which we don't hear, tells the story of a badly treated apprentice who dies in the captain's um, care. He, in turn, is tried and hung for his crimes, and the song is his Don't Be Like Me words of warning. This tune was one of Vaughan Williams' favourites, and he particularly liked the rhythmic freedom It doesn't sit neatly in a three or four in a bar. He calls this a wild character and thought it suggested that the fisherfolk of King's Lynn had Norse ancestry. There's faster music based on the songs On Board a 98 and also Ward the Pirate about John Ward, an actual pirate from Elizabethan times when British piracy was state-sponsored with the Crown taking 25%. They don't tell us that about Walter Raleigh and Francis Drake at school now, do they? John Ward became wealthy and flamboyant, had the nickname Sparrow, and became the loose inspiration for one Jack Sparrow of Pirates of the Caribbean fame. It may be jaunty, but I don't think this music ever reaches the stage of sounding truly happy. What do you think? The opening song returns... I especially loved this last statement on the trumpet, before Vaughan Williams finishes back in the quiet stillness like the opening, with an emptiness and just one or two birds flying over the marshes. It's beautiful, haunting and evocative. And yes, all a bit melancholy. So let's have a listen. Click on the link in the show notes and then do please tell me what you think. There must be someone you know who you think would enjoy this piece or cacophony. Who are they? Please share the podcast with them direct and then check out the show notes for other ways in which you can help, whether that's by sharing or reviewing the podcast or sending us a little something to keep the wolf in the door. Come back for more next time, and thanks for listening.